1: Hello, everybody. Welcome in to the NBA front office show. It is here. The regular season starting up today. It's NBA NBA day. Day. It's NBA day. I love it. I love it. It's not even front office Friday, but we still get Keith yelling. It is NBA day this day. It's right up there on par with Christmas because the NBA, it is back. It's so exciting that the NBA back the regular season in action tonight. We're going to talk a bit about that, Um, but most of this show is going to be about our predictions. What do we think is going to happen for the coming season, particularly the standings? We're going to take a look at some of the major awards, that sort of thing. And in the mix, I'm sure we'll get into some of our bold predictions as well. And that's going to come out when we get into these standings. Keith, I'm about as excited as could be because the NBA, man, it is it is back.
2: Yeah, it it's this season too feels super wide open. Yeah. Like last season felt wide open. This one feels even more so. And that's no disrespect, man, to the Denver Nuggets, who are you know very worthy champions and you know, quite frankly, I, I feel like are getting overlooked a little bit. Like TNT's graphic for opening night didn't even have a nugget, that Jason Tatum on there, and they're not even playing you know, which is a little weird, you know, but I'm sure Michael Malone is filing it away and making sure his players are aware. And yes, you know, they they much
1: maligned Denver nuggets. Woe is them? (laughs)
2: Yeah, I know. I I know you have (laughs) certain feelings, but it is weird when like opening night uh, graphics don't even feature the team that's, you know, kind of what opening night is about. But anyway, I'm super psyched for this season. I think we have some, like with Denver and the Lakers, we have some pettiness and some rivalries maybe building that that always makes it a little bit better uh, when we go. Unfortunately, we've had a few injuries, you know, that are going to keep guys yes. out. We've got a couple of suspensions. We'll get into that as we go into all of our standing predictions today um but yeah man i, I cannot wait to, to get all this kicked off and so everybody knows what we're going to do here we're not going to go super duper in depth on every single team but we are going to predict where we see the east and the west one through 15 who are uh teams obviously in the playoffs are um you just know i know for me at least with a couple of teams i might have them a little further down in the standings But that's just, and I'll try to remember and mention it when we talk about them. That's just a reflection of where I see them as a regular season team. Um, Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean how they'll be in the playoffs. So we'll try to call that out. We get to the playoffs. We'll talk about the conference finalists, the NBA finalists, pick a champ. And then we're going to pick some winners for some of the major awards. And I'm sure we'll get into some sort of foolishness as we go because that's just what we do here.
1: Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a good thing to mention is that, when we're looking at this, we have to factor in that not every team keeps their foot down on the gas pedal the entire season uh, during the regular season. There's some teams that not they're going <clears> to <throat> right? That's well, they, the they Clippers say this year, year, this no, this year, we're going to care about the regular season. We'll see. Spoiler but, um, alert,
2: I'm not buying in this year. I'm out. I'm done. I'm, I'm not I'm, buying
1: in I'm, on it. I, I looked at my <laughs> predictions for last year. I had them in the finals last year. Yeah. I had them in the finals last year. And then I had them in the finals or we got burned. It, it's
2: for the life of the show, I think, or at least the 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 YouTube version of the show, I've been pretty high on them. And I'm I'm not there this year. So forget you. See you later, clippers.
1: We'll get to that when we get to the Western Conference. Um, let's kick things off with your East though. Let's take a look at the East, the Eastern Conference. Um, I'm gonna put up the I'm gonna I'm gonna go soccer. I'm gonna put up the table from, from <laughs> last year. So everybody can see what how that finished up, um, and, and we're going to share what we think the standings are going to be for this season. So here's uh, this is on ESPN yeah, the e- Eastern Conference standings from last season. Uh, Kate, this is this is your conference. Why don't you uh, why don't you take first crack at this?
2: Oh well, let me ask. Do you want to do it fifteen to one, or do you want to go one to fifteen? I think let's just do one to fifteen. That's fine. So it doesn't get confusing. All right. Yeah. So, for me, and I apologize, I'm going to look off camera here. So, I, because I've got my uh, sheet pulled up, because I'm a huge super nerd, as everybody knows, I went through and actually put win totals on everybody, made sure it all totaled out to 1,230, because that's how many games there are, and all, all the good, good fun with all that. But I won't go bore everybody to tears with a bunch of win totals they can't see. So, number one in the conference, call me a homer if you want. I have the Celtics at the top. Mm-hmm. followed by Milwaukee. That is kind of my tier break in the East. There are other teams I like in the East, but I think those two are really at this point, they're kind of the cream of the crop in the Eastern conference. I think they both loaded up uh, this off season with, with guys. And I think they're, they're set to have very good regular seasons. So that's my top two. I'll just run through my, my six playoff teams, okay. um, you know, first uh, there. So then I have behind them, Cleveland, New York, Philadelphia and Miami. Miami is where I'll put in the qualifier of, I don't really know what to do with them in the regular season because I don't know how seriously they're going to take it, how hard they're going to push. Philadelphia, that's a whole mystery box there. So kind of slotting them in to the middle of the playoff pack feels right. I like Cleveland. I think they had a really solid offseason. So I think they're going to be a pretty good regular season team. I think New York is set up to be a pretty good regular season team. Then Philly and Miami round out my top six. So Boston, Milwaukee, Cleveland, New York, Philly, Miami.
1: Okay. I I like it. Um I'll say this. So I look at when I look at the Eastern Conference, um I I agree. I see two top-tier teams. I see the Celtics and the Bucks, and and I also just to prove that I'm not being a homer here. I've also got it. And you're not being a homer, I've also got it in that order. I've got it. Celtics and then Bucks still have a bad taste in my mouth from the playoffs from last year. Yes, the Bucks added Dame, but I think they've added some defensive concerns uh, with that. So I, I'm going to put the Celtics ahead of them for the time being. But obviously, the the Bucks are the the clear second team in this. I don't think there's any any question there, or any debate really. After that, and this may be honest. I'll be be as truthful as I can be, Keith. I, this this may be a little bit of jealousy here. Because I look at the East and I'm like, Phew. after that, it's just kind of a mess. Um, the West, yeah. there's a couple, there's a couple of okay teams, but you compared to the West, I'm looking at the Eastern conference going, my God, why can't we be in the East? Because there are, I mean, you've got multiple teams where roll the ball out and you should beat this team, right? Like that's, that's the scenario in the, in the Eastern conference, the parody in the West, it, it's going to be rough this year. Um, I go this way. I think the team with the most upside of the rest of the group is Cleveland. And so I've got them in my my third spot. Um, I'm thinking Evan Mobley is going to make the leap this year. And, uh, and so I've got Cavs. Then I have Heat. I think you bring up a good point. Enough to make me second guess whether they should be in the fourth, fourth spot about them carrying during the regular season. I think they go into the regular season with a chip on their shoulder, though, after not getting Dame. I think Tyler Hero is particularly upset. And um and so yeah, I but Pat Riley
2: says they didn't they, they never tried to treat him sure <laughs> sure
1: <laughs> just just walk it right back, just walk it right back, you know. Loki didn't want power either. He was he was only doing what was best for Asgard, you know, yeah. right? That's it's the yeah. it's the spin, the spin of it all. Um and then I go uh Nyx in the in the five seed. 76ers I just kind of threw in there because who the hell knows what's gonna happen with them right like it I mean it feels that's...
2: like we're in like year three of that with that right so that's that's fun
1: um uh, the Hawks all right I hold on think...
2: sorry let me go back Miami yeah. was four Knicks were five uh yes okay I'm just I'm I'm tracking them just so we can hold ourselves accountable later I all am,
1: right. I am not surprised Knicks at all <laughs> are
2: five. Philadelphia was six
1: uh yes Philadelphia okay. was six. I've so got now the hawks. Do your
2: play in teams
1: okay the hawks at seven okay and that's I, i'm not particularly high on the hawks or anything like that but somebody's got to go there um the i've got the nets at eight okay i have the bulls coming in at 10 just barely making it into oh i'm sorry whoops i i skipped nine i've got the pacers at nine okay. And then I have the Bulls just edging out the Raptors for the 10 seed. I don't feel great about that, but, uh, you know, had to order it in some way. Uh, Then I've got uh, the Magic coming in at 12. I could see, I guess, let me finish this and I'll I'll explain my thoughts on the Magic. The uh, 13, I've got Pistons, 14 Hornets, 15 Wizards. Of the non-play-in team, I've got the Magic as the team that I think has the highest ceiling to make a leap up and knock out a team like the Bulls. So even though I have them labeled 12, um, I think they have the highest ceiling of Raptors, Magic, Pistons, Hornets, Wizards. I think they're the team that could that could jump up and get themselves into the play-in mix.
2: All right, so we're not that far off of each no. other, really, right now. Um, I have Atlanta in seven. Mm-hmm. Then I have Indiana in eight, Brooklyn in nine, and I have Orlando in 10. So okay. I I have Chicago and Toronto out. And that may just be I'm tired of them. <laughs> like I'm tired of both of those teams in their kind of current constructs. I just think so. Chicago and Toronto both feel like they could make trades that could really take the entire thing in a different direction. Yes. And then that becomes like a whole other thing with them. Um, so I, it would not surprise me if any of those teams are in the play in tournament though. Um, the bottom, my bottom three in order, same three teams as you, just slightly different order. I have Charlotte, then Detroit, then Washington, um, Detroit already starting out. The news just broke earlier today. Bogdanovich is out. Monte yeah, Morris is out and, um, Isaiah livers is out. Uh, Bogdanovich and Morris are, uh, four weeks for Bogdanovich, three weeks for Morris. So that's just not great in in Detroit. So, so we'll, we'll, you know, come back to that uh, later, but I kind of, I just think Indiana and Orlando, it's, they they just feel like they're ready to take that next step in Um, Atlanta is the team of this group. I could see most confidently. I feel like could crack into the top six, Mm -hmm. like if Philly slips or Miami does, doesn't care about the regular season. I think Atlanta's got the most talent of that group. And then the other thing I'll say with with Toronto, why I'm so low on them is I just feel like even if they don't make trades, this seems like there's a lot of guys playing for contracts yeah. on that team. You have Siakam, Ananobi, Trent, all free agents next season. Trent did not extend. Now he, he can extend all the way through because he's on an expiring deal, as can Siakam. As could Ananobi, but none of those seem very likely. Their their GM already called them all selfish and was like, um, you know, wait, like, <laughs> that
1: just, was bizarre. You
2: know, yeah, crazy. And then, but on top of that, Scotty Barnes, year three guys, are generally playing for a contract because they're playing to prove they should get the big extension in the following summer before they start their fourth year. So just something feels off to me with, with Toronto. And I think this is a year it kind of all comes crashing down and they're forced to pick a real direction one way or the other
1: yeah that that makes sense. We've been I think part of it is I've been we've been waiting for so long. It's felt yes. like for Toronto to finally pick a direction that I just kind of have them sitting in limbo because that's just what they've been doing. And I suppose the same like Bulls fans should be upset when they see where we have the Bulls ranked they they should they should not want to be there. They should want to be yeah at the bottom and, yep. and, hey, the Bulls are going to trade everybody or they're going to go for it and they're going to make a push-up. The, the, like Where we've got them situated, that is is not where they want to be right now.
2: And I don't think the Bulls are going to be terrible right mm. away. I think it may be more of a, you know what, well, we're not where we want to be. Then they maybe pull the trigger a little too late on, all right, let's look at a DeRozan trade. Let's maybe look into a Levine trade or something like that. But it's already kind of – Kind of like Brooklyn last year, right? Brooklyn
1: mm-hmm. kicked
2: off a rebuild, but it already won way too many games to to kind of keep keep going. I I, I could see Brooklyn slipping out of that group and maybe Chicago replaces them in the play-in tournament. I could see that. I just I like the Nets group. I just they're they they have the potential to be kind of bad offensively, I think. So I do worry about that a little bit, but but we'll see ultimately where that goes. But yeah, so there's our East. All right
1: there's our Eastern Conference, and I'm sorry. I should have paused after I did my playoff teams nah, and then worry. jump back to you. But but no no, uh, we'll, I was yeah, so we'll, I was so excited to run through my list. I felt like I had to just <laughs> just blurt it all out. <laughs> um,
2: it's all good. It's all good.
1: Okay, let's get to the Western Conference standings you kick us here. Off. Okay, I'll I'll kick you off, and I'm going to do my top six. And we I think we said this before we came on the air here. The the West standings like we could. You could put whoever you want, wherever you want. Um, I, I'll say this: no matter who gets revealed as the 11th seed, their fan base has a reason to be upset, yeah, and to say, "No, we are a playoff team." Clearly, and, and has a legitimate argument to make. So, all right, I've got uh, I've got the Nuggets number one, just giving them that that championship respect. Um, we've seen you mentioned that it almost feels like they're being overlooked. Part of that is we've seen a new champion for five years in a row now. Um, so that's what, what what we're seeing each year is somebody else rises. Um, speaking of rising, uh, I've got the Suns as the second seed. I think that with what we saw in preseason from their bench, if their bench is as good as they they looked or or at least they're competent, that should go a long way. Now, of course, we also have news, though, that Bradley Beal is going to miss opening night. Uh, Devin Booker is only 50-50 to play. I can tell you what, though. Both of them will be 150% available on Thursday. when the Suns take on the Lakers because that is the way it goes that's the way things have gone Um, the Lakers as the three seed which I'll be honest I don't even even as the Lakers get, I don't even feel great about that I don't think they're going to push down on the gas pedal a ton Um, I think I projected them for 46 or 47 wins over on Lakers Nation which I don't think is going to be good enough to put them in the three seed but when I'm just ranking the teams it's just kind of where I slotted them um, I All right, hold on
2: we need to pause because yeah. we just we we might we might have just made history here on the show what's up you say 46 or 47 wins yeah I have the Lakers at 48 wins so oh, let it be known I Keith like it Smith Celtics guy higher <laughs> on the Lakers than Trevor Lane Lakers guy
1: I see part of it is or actually a big part of it is I look at this West. And I think, oh my God, they're gonna cannibalize themselves also. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, and that's sure. the problem. Yeah, that's that's yeah, really I the problem. completely agree with. Yeah, yep. Um, okay, so I finished off at Lakers at three. I have the Warriors at four. Again, I there's there's like eight teams I could put there, and it would totally make sense. Um, I have the Kings at five, and I'm going to I'm gonna buy somewhat that the Clippers are actually gonna care about the regular season. I'm gonna put them at six.
2: Oh my God. So I promise I'm not making this up. We are exactly the same. No. For the top six. Come on. To the team in the, the same order, everything. I will say, <laughs> after the Stephen Adams injury, I moved Memphis from three to seven. That seems like a massive drop in the standings, but wins wise, I only dropped oh. them like four wins. I, I just, I, I, And it's not that Steven Adams alone is worth four wins. It was just the kind of the cumulative effect now of no Adams, no Morant, no Brandon Clark. That's two starters. Plus your key rotational backup. Big are all not going to be there. That Mm -hmm. just starts to feel a little like, all right, you're one injury away from the wheels come off this thing. And now all of a sudden you're fighting, you know, down in the plan. So that was a very, I mean, that was a, what did the news came out? Adams was out two days ago. Mm -hmm. So that, that was a change for me yesterday as I went kind of through this and said, all right, you know, where, where do I, how do I see that impact? But yeah, other than that, we're exactly the same uh, for our, that's
1: how, you know, we are not a hot take show at all. (laughs) Because yep. otherwise, we would have go, we would have met beforehand. We would have compared our lists. We would have We'd rearranged change, everything, change. and then yep. we would have spent five minutes yelling at each other about yep. why each one of us is wrong.
2: And all right, so rather than go through why I have them all there, because you kind of covered it, I'll just say some of the stuff that I see with some of these teams. For example, I'll use the Lakers. I, how many games are we going to get out of some of these guys? Right. Yeah. So if if you're telling me sixty five ish games. All right, I feel pretty good saying they probably can get to the three seed. If you knocked it down to fifty-five games, I'm thinking four, five, six range for for them. And obviously, I'm talking about LeBron, AD as mm-hmm. the key players um, on the, the the team. It's the same kind of thing with the Warriors. If you start telling me Steph and Draymond are going to miss a bunch of time, we know Draymond's not going to play opening night, but sounds like he's really close. I'm going to knock them down in the list. That's where I got to with the Clippers because I was just like, I'm not doing it. I'm not putting you in home court advantage range again. I'm just, you know, make me look dumb by actually showing up and playing mm-hmm. and caring enough to be in that range. But that's how compact and tight the West is. I'll just say this from the three seed to the 11 seed in the West. When I did my win projections, actually, I'm going to change it from the three seed to the 12 seed mm-hmm. in the West it's a difference of 10 total wins for me. That's how compact I have it in the Western conference. So that is literally a bad couple of weeks, a month long injury you didn't expect. I feel like that could completely change where you're going standings wise. And um, I mean, that's
1: conference. that's par for the course you look at uh, you know up on the screen right now is last season and the difference between three and 10 was six wins. Right. Yep. Like that's a yeah. uh, three and 12 was, was 11 wins. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what, you know, what we're expecting. Like there's th- and this is why this is why I could put all of these names in a hat and draw randomly and wind and, and that could be just as right as anything else we can come up sure. with because it is going to be so close. And I think injuries are going to play a big factor in this. Um, and that's why God, See, I don't feel good about this. <laughs> I don't feel good about this, but I have the Grizzlies as the team dropping out,
2: all the and way that, out,
1: all the way out, and and all again right. because I had no team that I could slot in eleven that I felt good about. All right, so there, run there through no your
2: seven through ten. Then.
1: So my seven through ten, I've got the Thunder, the Wolves, the Pelicans, and then the Mavs, and I could Thunder, make a case.
2: Wolves, Pelicans, Mavs. Okay,
1: and then I've got Grizzlies sitting at eleven, and I I've got a I could make a case for any of those teams to jump into the top group um you could rearrange that order of course but that's that's the way i've got it i think OKC okay, is going to make a leap this year i'm higher on the wolves than most people are um and then the pelicans look if zion is healthy they're probably higher than this if zion is not healthy they're probably lower than this like that's that's just reality uh the mavs cuz somebody's got to be intent like i don't yeah i don't know keith
2: Yeah. So, all right. So we're we're a little different here. So I bumped Memphis down to seven. As I said, Mm -hmm. I took them down to seventh. I still believe in the infrastructure there, and I think Taylor Jenkins is one of the absolute best coaches in the league. So I think for them, my goal for those first twenty five games with John Morant, especially now knowing Adams is also out, like get through that at like thirteen and twelve, basically five hundred, and then try to hit the last two-thirds of the season really you know full bore uh going forward so then my next uh team I have New Orleans I'm with you if if you get a if you could tell me we're gonna get 70 games as Zion probably have them closer to fourth yeah. than I would uh eighth I just I don't know and if you tell me we're gonna get 30 games as Zion I'm probably putting them like 12th in the conference so kind of split the difference there and call eighth. Dallas, I'm going to trust in Kyrie and in Luca. Just, I just like, they're good. Right. So I feel weird Mm -hmm. putting them any lower. And I don't know after what they did last year to tank out, to make sure they kept the pick. I don't know that we're going to see that fly again for another year. I also, I think you start setting a very bad precedent with Luca. If you're not winning games and let's face it, we know how this works. He's halfway through that rookie scale extension, they're on the clock, right, with him. He, they're very much like, all right, you know, here we go with this. Then uh, from that, my last team in the play-in tournament, I have his Oklahoma City. I actually have the Wolves as the team missing. Mm-hmm. I don't feel good about it. I love Anthony Edwards. Anybody who knows, listen, even yesterday's show, knows I'm super high on Jaden McDaniels. Something just feels wrong with that team. I feel like either Towns or Gobert, if it's not now, it's going to be um, over the summer that that something happens there and they trade somebody. It just feels weird. I feel like this team is set to lean into the Anthony Edwards. is our guy. He's the face of the franchise. He's the guy we're building around. We're going to trade one of the two bigs. Quite frankly, probably be, be Towns because you'll get a better return, I think, on him than you would Gobert. And that just becomes a little messy. So, again, don't feel great about it. You know, picking them to not even make the play in tournament because I like a lot of their guys. I just, you know, and then the Thunder, it was really between those two. Cause I think a lot of people might be maybe a year early on the Thunder. Cause I'm seeing that some people like they're gonna be a top six team. Maybe they'll be in the mix for home court advantage. That feels a little far for me, but I do think they're gonna be good. And that's why I wanted to kind of have them in my play in tournament. Yeah. I just want to mention them here because they're close. Like Utah to me. I have them in 12th, and they are clearly just behind the other teams but well ahead of my bottom three yeah. in order. I have Houston, San Antonio, and Portland in that order. So yeah, I do so, as well. Yeah, so it's I just feel like Utah is clearly ahead of those teams, and Utah is another team I could see playing well enough that, that we look up and it's like, well, there's two weeks left in the season and they're definitely going to be a play-in team. Just because yeah. you know that they have they, got enough talent to be able to pull that off.
1: Utah, I agree. I think they're in a tier by themselves. I think there is the there's the top eleven in the West that you to to, to varying degrees could make an argument for them to be slotted just about anywhere. Of course, some you know, obviously Denver, you've got uh, and, and the Suns and stuff, you've got more of an argument of them being at the top than say the Wolves being at the top or something. But uh, there's just there's a lot of parity, a lot of movement here in the West. But I do think Utah sits alone in a tier by themselves. Uh, until they prove otherwise, until they prove they're in that upper tier or that they're not, they're in the lower tier. The lower tier, to me, though, is so well-defined. Rockets, Spurs, Blazers, I think these are teams that aren't necessarily concerned, they would like to win, but they're not concerned necessarily with winning right now. Their focus is on development, and uh, and so I think that that sort of energy will play out over the course of the season, that just organizationally we know they're not you know, going for it at the moment. So Rockets, Spurs, Blazers at the bottom.
2: There's a lot of stuff going around, especially in the last couple of days. I think it's just excitement. The season's coming and all that. There's a lot of stuff going around of like, could Houston be a playoff team? I've seen this not, and this is not just like Rockets fans driving this. This is also some people I really respect. I think the Rockets will be a far better team uh, next season. I think they will win more games. I don't think it really will show up all that much in the standings. I think there's also you run the risk with the Rockets. If I have it correct, I believe they're sitting on a top four protected pick uh, this season. So you could see it turn into, all right, things just kind of didn't go exactly where we want. They maybe don't try all that hard to get out of the top four, right? Mm-hmm. Knowing you could get bounced with bad lottery luck or whatever. But I just, I just don't see it san antonio i also think is going to win a good amount more games i just don't see it being resulting in a massive climb up the standings what i actually think happens in the west is the teams at the bottom win more and the teams at the top win less i only have as i went through it and this is no knock again on these western conference teams it's just a nod to the strength of the conference i only have denver and phoenix cracking 50 wins in the conference, I think everybody else, I said it already, I have the Lakers at third with 48 wins because I am the one who's most high on the Lakers of anybody who's ever been a host or co-host of this show. Apparently. <laughs> um, so it is – I, I just think those bottom teams are going to take wins from some of the playoff teams, and then I that's going to leave us in a spot where that's going to be why it's so cramped and congested in the middle with everybody in the middle between like 48 and like 42 wins.
1: That, that's exactly how I see it playing out as well is I think that while the Rockets, the Spurs, they're not going to be as good. They're better than they were last season, yep. better enough to where they're going to get a random Wednesday night. They'll beat somebody that you wouldn't expect them to enough times to where they're going to siphon off some wins from the, the, the upper echelon team. So that's, uh, that's the way I see the West playing out. I think it's going to be an exciting season. I think there's going to be movement up and down the standings all season long. Um, and that's, that's the way it's going to be. And, and so that's going to create a lot of excitement, but, um, well, let's it, just it, talk yes. about
2: Portland for a quick second. I yeah. think they're going to be terrible record wise, but I think they're going to be really fun to watch. And I think Blazers fans considering, I know the last couple of years they've been a little bit down, but they mm-hmm. were one of the more consistent teams for years. Whereas like, yeah, I just plug the Blazers in the playoff somewhere. Cause they're always going to be there. That felt what, like a decade long run yeah. or so of that. They um I think they're gonna look back on it and be like, man, we stunk, but what a fun season we had. Cause it was we got to watch Scoot and Shaden Sharp and Simons and really watch this group develop, um, you know, into you know, whatever we're gonna be when mm-hmm. we're good and ready to win again. And I think that's okay, right? It's it's it gets so at this time of year, people get so angry when it's like, you picked my team to be in last. And it's like, well, somebody has to be. And I think in general, it's not that's not the worst thing when that's kind of just by design almost. Not that they're tanking right out of the gate because they're clearly not. I just think in the conference and in the league as a whole, they're just going to be be behind everybody. And, and it's you know, just a little hard to kind of get there. And I shouldn't say behind everybody because I do think they'll probably be better than Washington. It may be potentially better than Detroit and Charlotte. But it's, mm-hmm. you know, somebody has to finish last in the conference. And for me, it's Portland and I'm not, and it's not even meant as a major criticism in any way.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's just, that's the nature of the beast this year. All right. Let's get into uh, the, a few of the major awards. Let's talk okay, about that. We'll let's... come back
2: and do our conference finals and finals picks.
1: Yeah. Right. We can finish off with, with that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's start with MVP. Uh, who do you think is the MVP of the season?
2: I think when it comes down to it, we will look back on it and say, probably should have been Nikola Jokic for what I think, well, the conversation will be, should have been four in a row. Cause I think now people are like, eh, probably should have won it last year. And to be clear, I had no problem with Joel Embiid winning it last year. Um, but I think, I, I think, He's going to throttle down some Denver's going to throttle down some. And I think voters in general, they try to look for who's the best player on the best team. I think the Celtics will have the best record this year. Everything is pointing towards Jason Tatum, making that kind of final leap into the superstar level. So I'm picking Jason Tatum to win MVP this year, somewhat out of just, I don't know how hard other guys are going to push for it. who have historically been at that level.
3: No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
1: Again, I think that you've got to be, in order to get into the MVP talks, you've got to be one of the top tier teams in in your conference. And in the West, it's going to be such a jumble. It's You're you're essentially predicting two things. You're predicting, number one, that Team X is going to be a top-tier team in the West, which that in and of mm-hmm. itself is it can be quite a gamble. And then you're predicting that that player is going to have a great season. I feel more confident that both Boston and, and Milwaukee are going to have really good seasons. They're going to be good this year. And so that provides a little bit more certainty. And so when I'm looking at who could I take between those two teams, I'm going to go with, with Giannis. I think you make a good case for, for Jason Tatum. Um, just to go anti-Celtic, I went Giannis.
2: (laughs) I, you know, with Denver too, there's a world where like Denver goes into the playoffs as like the third seed because they don't really care. And then it's just kind of, all right, we're the third seed. And, and, and I don't, again, not a, uh, you know, there's no disrespect meant there, but that's Jokic probably doesn't win MVP as the third seed. Yeah. Um, just the, the way things go. All right. Who's your rookie of the year?
1: Oh, I was going uh, defensive player of the year. Oh, okay, and then let's next.
2: go defensive player next. That's fine. So,
1: defensive player of the year, I'll make my homer pick here. I, I think he's been the best defensive player in the league for a few years now. Uh, just hasn't been healthy enough to take home the hardware. I think he massively outplayed the reigning defensive player of the year in the first round of the playoffs last year. Showed that they're not anywhere close in terms of their defensive abilities. Uh, it's now or never for Anthony Davis. He is arguably the most talented defensive player of this this generation. And there's a few other guys you could put into the mix. And if he doesn't take one home, it would be certainly unfortunate over the course of his career, given how good he's been. Uh, Understanding that the injuries are going to be a factor there and he's got to get to 65 games. I'm going to say this is the year that that he gets it done because I think it is now or never for him.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to caveat mine with, I just don't know that he makes the games played requirement. That's Otherwise, I would I would have also picked Anthony Davis because I think the the strength of that Lakers team will be him as an individual player and his kind of, he, to me, when it matters most now, he is the most destructive individual defensive force there is in the game because Giannis just doesn't bring it like that regularly. and Embiid can't do the things on the perimeter that Davis can do, and Kawhi just, That's not what he does now at this point in his career. I would still say over everybody else in the league, if I needed one player to make one stop, I'm still picking LeBron like uh, Mm. over everybody just because he's so smart. You're not going to trick him, right? Like you're never going to throw him something where it's like, holy crap, they backdoor cut LeBron and you didn't see it coming. Um, But I think night to night, I think it'll be Davis. The only reason I didn't pick him is I don't know if he gets to the 65 games. Totally fair. If he doesn't get to the 65 games, I'm going to go Evan Mobley. A little bit Mm -hmm. of a not. I mean, again, he's an all-defense-level guy anyway. So I just think for him, I think that Cavs team is going to be really good. And I think what starts to happen is we start to look for who, who can we recognize that hasn't been if there's not a super clear cut, this is the guy. And I think what could happen is I think you're going to see a lot of, well, we all agree it's Anthony Davis, but he's not eligible. So who do we want to pick? And that's why I'm picking Evan Mobley.
1: All right. All right. Uh, I can't argue too much with that because, again, if AD doesn't make the games played, then he's not winning it. Uh, To to get to yours, the the rookie of the year, I mean, it's hard to pick anybody but Victor (laughs) Wembinyama at this point. Like uh, you can make, I guess you can make an argument for Scoot or whatever, but the stuff we're seeing Wemby do, the buzz that he's got, he's, I haven't looked at the betting odds. I'm sure he's a very heavy favorite to win rookie of the year.
2: I'm picking Wembinyama too because, I mean, it's just I, it's so much of this comes down to narrative and it's going to be, he's going to be a nightly highlight machine Yeah. and what you won't see and unfortunately what some of the voters won't see in the like is the games where he is two for 10 shooting with seven turnovers and doesn't have a yeah. huge impact. What you'll see is the two highlight blocks he had in some ridiculous play where it's like, how did he dunk that ball? Right. Um. You won't see the, the messiness. I think the only other guy that I seriously considered here, and you know, you know how much I love Scoot Henderson. He's Mm -hmm. probably Victor's like a whole other thing. So Scoot's my favorite player from this class. Like I just, I think he's terrific. I think he's going to be great. Chet Holmgren could get Mm. that nod of super productive and team is good. People can jump in the comments and yell and argue he's not a rookie. The NBA calls him a rookie. He's not played an NBA game officially he's a rookie he's eligible for the award he's the only one i see if some it, it, and we will have some push right towards hey let's go a uh, different direction here right there's always some counterculture movement and if there mm-hmm. is i think it'll go towards chad holmgren where it's like hey it seems actually good he's really productive why are we not going with him kind of happened a little bit with like walker kessler last year where it's like hey why not walker kessler like, i could see it being why not chad holmgren but I'm picking Victor Wembanyama too.
1: All right. All right. Uh, let's get to the uh, sixth man of the year. Um, I guess I'll kick things off. The sixth man, it's become, over the years, it's become who's the highest scoring guy yep. on a good team <laughs> off the bench, yep. right? That's kind of, it's become like the Lou Williams, the Jamal Crawford-style players. And there's a few guys that we could look at with that. Um, I'm curious to see what Tyler Hero's usage is with Miami. I think he's a guy where if he if he's not starting and again we'll see how many that's the thing i think he's going to start he's going to start enough games to where he won't be eligible so i'm going to go with uh from the sacramento kings i'm going to go with malik monk i think he could be (laughs) did you pick him
2: too i'm so mad i picked malik monk (laughs) too (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna be like the one who has this like and oh man we need to spend less time together, or something. <laughs> I,
1: guess. I actually, and I, I made that pick a few days ago because we did this exercise for for Lakers Nation. We wrote okay. it up for the website. Um, so this was not something where, like, I somehow, you know, we came on. I read your thoughts or something like that. No, this is, yeah, I've I've, I've had this one for a few days now. This is, I, well, it, I think this is a great pick by you, then, Kate. This is this is great. just a fantastic decision. <laughs>
2: <laughs> great, yeah. I mean, you're right. It, it's the as Danny Larue likes to call it, our friend. Uh, likes to call it the yay points award. Like that's yeah. kind of what it is, right? And and I think I a lot of it is I feel most confident he will be the one coming off the bench the most, too. There's a couple other guys that I can kind of look at with this, and I'm like, I, I don't really know. Like, I'll be honest, if I felt confident that someone like Derek White was gonna come off the bench a lot more, I'd probably pick Derek White because I think what you would see is already right, scores enough, but he also does everything else, too. So then they may be like, all right, hey, let's really reward the all-around play mm-hmm. there. Uh, but yeah, man, it's it, I think Malik Monk's the guy I feel most confident in. Comes off the bench the most. And quite frankly, should have been really in the mix last year, too. Uh, and I, I think he might have finished third behind Brogdon and quickly, which was fine. Those two guys were outstanding six men. but. Yeah, I'm not sure. Now, I will say Emmanuel quickly was on my list because I don't think he's going to start like he did last year, um, when he started a, a good chunk of games. I think he will come off the bench quite a bit. But yeah, uh, that's where I am with Malik Monk too.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm obviously not going to disagree with that. All right, let's get into the conference finals. Um, so, uh, do you want? Why don't you start with the East? I, I well, I guess it's pretty easy. The East, I think it's going to be the the Bucks and the and the Celtics.
2: Yeah, we're both in the same place, and I picked Celtics over Bucks.
1: Okay, uh, I'm I'm going to hold out hope and go and go Bucks over Celtics. Uh, but yeah, that was they also got bounced in the first round last year, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, For what it's
2: worth, just we're not going through the entire playoffs. No, I know I said I had Miami as the sixth seed. I do have them making it into the second round. Mm. I just think. You know, once they run into Milwaukee, is where I have them playing the Bucs in the 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 second round. I think they'll fall out there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um in the in the West. Oh, God, it's so difficult. It's so <laughs> difficult in the West. Um, I'm gonna say, goodness. I'm going to say that Denver's run of of incredible health that we saw last season does not continue. And I'm gonna say we're gonna get Suns Lakers. Okay. In, the, in the west finals
2: all right and who do you pick to win that
1: um i'm going to go with i'll go i'll take my lakers i'll make the homer pick and i'll, okay. I'll take my Lakers.
2: That's fair. that's fair i'm picking denver and phoenix i just it again i'm with you same place it's give me any of those teams i also have golden state you know, in the mix, those are my final four mm-hmm. teams in the West. Um, But, yeah, I've, I, I'm picking Denver and Phoenix, and I'm, I'm going to go with Denver just because I feel like by the time we get there, I don't know if Phoenix will be – I trust Denver to be healthy by the time we get there way more than I trust Phoenix. By the time we get all the way to the West Finals, are they going to be tired? Or are they going to be down – a key player or two, you know, what is it going to look like? So, so I'm picking Denver to go. So my finals is Celtics nuggets. Fine. Call it the Homer pick. I'm I, I was going to say, we're
1: going to wind up picking our own teams.
2: <laughs> I wanted, I badly wanted to pick Celtics Lakers to make it. And anybody, if you're new uh-huh. to this show, everybody who watches knows every year since we've been doing this pretty much, cause they've been basically tied in titles since we relaunched the show our ideal finals is Celtics Lakers to break the, the tie and then piss off 28 other fan bases and be like, who like, cause we'll act like this is how it's ordained and should be right. But I, I just, I, I just trust the nuggets too much. I have way too much faith and belief in, in Jokic. So I'm, I'm uh, going with, um you know, Celtics over nuggets to, to, to win the title.
1: All right. Uh, and I will, I've got bucks and, and Lakers, and uh and I'll I'll make the, the Homer pick too, and I'll go I'll go Lakers to uh to get it done and get number eighteen. I, I, I think you're right though. If if there was a chance for the NBA to get Lakers Celtics for number 18, oh my gosh, like yeah, that that would be that would be a dream for the yeah. NBA.
2: Dream and scenario. It feels like if it's like we're maybe running short on time for that to be like the way it is, just because How many more years is LeBron going to do this? Even though now, did you see the new thing? Like, I think it was his wife said he wants to play with the younger one. Yeah.
1: Who's going to be in the NBA maybe in like three years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I went, whoa. Look, if you're telling me LeBron plays 25, 26 seasons, I'm not going to count it out at this point. Like I, you know, sure. Why not? I guess like I have no reason. And I don't even think it'd be ridiculous. Like, all right, he's playing, but like, he's, you know, on the team like he doesn't like i i think he could just keep going and keep playing at you know pretty high levels so yeah i um but yeah it does feel like you know i don't know because i just even with the celtics too it's like all right how long are you going to keep this up like where you're right there but never all the way there like eventually that's going to go away too so maybe maybe this is it maybe this is the year Maybe, maybe because we didn't pick it we get we get rewarded by the basketball gods with uh with, with that outcome so we'll see yeah
1: we'll see we'll see hopefully it, it, it does happen because that would be huge for the nba that would be massive yeah, yeah.
2: all
1: right well all right, that's guys our, give our us your picks.
2: picks right in the comments you, you don't have yep. to go all the way through them if, if you want to please do but let us know in the comments you know who you think it is uh and now that we've recorded it i'll put my uh stuff out on uh twitter x and just put it out there so everybody can yell at me there that i'm an idiot and i'm too low on their team but i like to do it just as a you know fun exercise to see where things are at but yeah let us know what you're thinking because we're curious if nothing else give us who you think the finals and your finals pick will be because that's always fun to run through
1: that's right that's right let us know your thoughts again in that comment section make sure you're following us over on the podcast side on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen to podcasts and of course subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us during the NBA front office show. We'll be back tomorrow with more till then. See ya and stay safe.
0: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done at Granger. We're here for you.